Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Fast Work Lab NBA podcast. It's just me and Dev this time. We're doing a quick little recap of All-Star Weekend. So this shouldn't be a super long podcast, but uh, let's get right into the game that just happened. Um, Team LeBron beat Team Giannis 157-155. And I think it's fair to say that this new All-Star game format is one that we can see working going going forward into the future um dev how you felt about this game um i feel like it's one of the best all-star games i've seen like i've watched personally i just liked how it got competitive towards like the end it was predictable on many um to be honest i just hope they keep the format yeah i mean just going on twitter right now i'm seeing like all the players that were at like home watching the game different celebrities like they're saying like this is the best um all-star game that they've seen i i personally i think this is probably the best ever because just the competitiveness that we've seen going down the stretch we had like kyle lowry taking charges we had um we had players like folding under pressure we had players um playing lockdown defense in the fourth quarter like we never yeah, seen that before in an all-star game Usually when you see a group of stars like that all together, they just they're just playing around throwing lobs. We actually yeah. got to see them compete. Like you always get the question like which all star team is better. Today you was able to see like them going head to head and see which one was actually better today. So that's what I really liked about it. Yeah, and then there was like there was like even strategic moves, like even in, even before the fourth quarter, when they were trying to win um the third quarter, like we saw play we saw the coaches taking timeouts, drawing up plays out of timeouts drawing up defensive schemes like it was just a whole new experience and i feel like this is what all-star weekend needed because we're always complaining about the dunk contest and all the other events but the one thing that needed changing for real was the all-star game and i feel like they really they really brought it and we could thank we could thank chris paul for this because chris paul is actually yeah, the one that uh, yeah, he's the one that came up with this time. idea what happened so I heard when they were speaking to Chris Paul at halftime, and he was saying that it was his idea. He wanted yeah. to spoke to the um, commissioner about it. I also realized how, um, like both teams, they they took out the sophomores and put in the um the vet PGs at the end of the game. Yeah, because they the the coaches knew that was good. That's what was going to win them down the stretch. Because I mean, honestly, if they had if they put Trey out there, Team LeBron would have targeted Trey almost every single possession because they're already targeting um Kemba. And I think that's part of the reason why they they won down the stretch because I felt if they put in someone like a bigger wing like Jimmy, they probably would have had a better chance of winning. They would have. I mean, they had Siakam or Harden, which isn't like a crazy mismatch, but it is a mismatch. Yeah. I mean, Harden is used to guarding, you know, bigger players now, so ain't really nothing to him. Yeah. A lot of players being cold, too. Yeah, we had a lot of fouls. I feel like, I mean, there's really no way to change that. There's no way to change it, but maybe like, I don't no know, maybe throws, extend maybe. the bonus. Like, you need a couple more fouls to get into the bonus. Because no free throws, it's the NBA, so players are going to be more strategic. Like, you got to open lip, they're just going to fall you. And the game will never end in that. True, you true. You play true. like that. But yeah, I was I was thinking to myself while watching this game, I was like, just imagine like Steph, KD, and Kyrie in this type of format, like how the game would have been. If yeah, I definitely. Um, I feel like I, I seen a picture on like one of my social medias where like um, Katie and LeBron were just talking, 
And it was from like the last All Star game. And I feel like they had if LeBron had KD this year, the game would have been done. Like how, how LeBron came and put up from half court, KD would have hit that. That's just KD. Facts. It more competitive. Definitely the three point shooting, definitely. Um, I feel like both teams also um they started focusing on threes too much. Yeah. And especially like, Team LeBron, they didn't even need a three at the end. They just needed two points. Yeah, and they were they were trying to stress the three. I don't know why. I feel like they should have went for the two just to keep it safe because they would have had game point out of the way. But the 156 makes it better. Yeah. Because then they ended up having to still get a two-pointer and then they ended up winning by the free throws. And they renamed the um, All-Star Game MVP in honor of Kobe Bryant, of course. And we had all the tributes before the game. And this past weekend, of we had Common and we had um, Jennifer Hudson's beautiful performance before the game and um Kawhi came out and he balled out and he ended up winning the all-star game Kobe Bryant MVP award the first of its kind so I think yeah, it was pretty fitting off, for Kawhi to get it he started off pretty hot he slowed down a little bit to the fourth I mean it's because the defense picked up yeah they gave him the ball a couple times to make some plays he wasn't really doing too much in my opinion when they gave him the ball looked like him against the Celtics before the um, all-star weekend started but um yeah nah he almost set the record he almost tied the record until that was about I thought he was gonna break it because he was hot he had like eight in the second quarter but he didn't hit any the rest of the yeah. game so yeah nah I did think he was gonna break it too because he was like eight for eleven it's not like he was shooting bad and just tossing up shots yeah so let's get into. Um, a lot of the actually a lot of the first time all stars didn't really have that much of an impact on this game because I think the coaches were like really focused on winning, so they just stuck with like guys who they knew would get it done down the stretch. But I'm surprised Luca didn't play down the stretch because we all know what he's been doing this season and he's been pretty yeah. clutch. I don't know That's if it was, was maybe saying, injury management. Out. I don't think so. I I just seen him take out both of like the so they're the youngest people there. I just yeah. feel like you know you gotta you gotta um earn your stripes. Facts. Facts, and even that. though Luca is, you know, MVP contentions and all that, is still a kid. He what, nineteen, twenty? He's like, like twenty, yeah. I know, I know he's bugging in the league right now, but compared to like the LeBrons and even the CP three, like he just he got a lot more to do. It's not like he don't have the talent. He's there for a reason. He's just you gotta you gotta respect who came before Facts. him. Because Luca, I mean, you could tell where they don't look as comfortable. As they usually look like, they don't look as comfortable as they were during the um, like the rookie versus well, the USA versus World Team game. True, yeah. And I mean that's just because like they're playing with older people. Yeah. Okay, let's you know. get. Um, so you want to talk about the Rising Stars game, or do you want to get into All Star Saturday Night first? Yeah. Hold on a second. I guess we could get into All Star Saturday Night. Um, yeah, we could do also Saturday night. Um, so first up, we had the skills challenge. I know no one really cares about the skills challenge, but I thought it was pretty good this year, actually. Cause, yeah, um, I pay attention to the skills challenge. We had, um, the field was, um, Patrick Beverly, Tatum, Dinwiddie, Siakam, Gilgis Alexander, Middleton, Sabonis, and Bam Adebayo. And, um... Adebayo would be Dinwiddie in the first round. And he was he was actually knocking down his threes, Adebayo. I don't know if they're going to start adding that to his offense. 
later on in the season because he looks pretty comfortable shooting out there. It's because of Jimmy. Facts. The Jimmy Butler effect. But yeah, we had um we ended up with a big man versus big man battle in the final round and Adebayo went on to win that after hitting a three pointer. Yeah, uh, like big have been winning as of late. Yeah, we had um Porzingis win a couple years ago and then we had Constantly Towns win the first year that they did it with the big men, so the big men been taking over this competition since they've been added to it. Um then we had the Mountain Dew three point contest. This was actually a really great three point contest. Like this was one it of the was. best ones I can remember. Ball was so hard too. First round, yeah. Booker had like twenty sevens. Yeah, <laughs> it was um, it was Booker that put up twenty seven. Yeah. Joe Harris, I think he had to get like twenty six just to like advance to the finals. Yeah, so that's a number like, you don't see to the finals. So yeah, no, nah, it was definitely a good three point contest. And then we had Buddy just getting that. La- he had to. He literally had to hit that last shot for him to win. Because if he missed that shot, it was over. Yeah, what you call it? Um, oh, that's what I like about it too. Yeah, it was like close down the stretch. I'm not sure if like they actually like show the players how much points they have at the time, but like it's like when he hit it, he knew that like that was the game winner right there that he needed. Yeah, he. I felt like he did. He did know. Was, I don't feel like there's any way that he could be counting how much. He's, he's making. I mean, anything is possible. It's just, it's so much to focus on doing that. That's like one of the things you're least worried about. Like you see it score after. Yeah, and, and one thing that everyone was really worried about was the new additions of the Mountain Dew zone where they added those deep balls. But I feel like that actually helped the contest even be a little more exciting even more because if a certain player was behind in his count, he would just hit that three and be right back in it. Because I noticed during the broadcast, like, Reggie Miller, he kept saying, like, he needs to hit this one in order to be in it. And then he would he would go on to hit the shot, and he would continue to be in it. I feel like that's why we had such a high number of um of points to get into the final round. So I feel like that was, that was a great addition going forward. And I feel like they should keep that along with how the All-Star game is this year. So... NBA is two for two on the the new additions this year to the All Star Weekend. But yeah, um, how you feel about the the Mountain Dew zones going back to um, three point contest? Yeah, going back to three point contest. I was saying I definitely like how the um the addition of it. I felt like you know it gave plays you know an extra push. I hit the shot. I'm back in it, and also it gave them ten more seconds. Yeah. So it was like a win win for me. You also get to see like some players range. It Facts. wasn't like big men are going to hit it or only guards are going to hit it because you see Bertrand instead of you see Devin Booker hit it. So it's something that any player can hit. It's really just up to your shooter. Yeah, and what you call it, what was disappointing to me was Trey Young's performance in this one. He only came out with 15 points. And I I feel like maybe it was just nerves for him maybe because this, this is his first three-point shootout. So I don't yeah, know. It could have been nerves. I mean, it could have just been one of them days as well. True. Trey Young, I mean, he's a good shooter. Nice. I'm not too sure on his like his field goal percentages and like how much. I mean, I know I know he's shooting he like 36 percent on the season from three. So put a little pressure on you when you do go first, and then this is also your first like um repeat that all star weekend. Okay, I was saying that um it does put a little pressure on you when it's your um when you have to go first, and it's also like his first time participating in the three point contest. Oh yeah, facts. Um, so going to the dunk contest, 
like I said, um, Aaron Gordon got robbed yet again. Yeah, but, I was. Uh, I mean, I feel like he he kind of did get robbed against Zach Levine. I did like Zach Levine's performance as well because he was he would he was doing some um, things we haven't seen before. Yeah, like the windmills from the free throw line and such. But I feel like after a while, he started to abuse the free throw line dunks because he kept doing them over and over and over. Because he knew, like, he he knew the crowd would keep getting hype over them. So he did like the free throw dunk like at least two or three times, I believe, in that contest. Nah, he did. But I feel like just because he's such an amazing dunk, he makes the free throw line dunk look easy. That's not an easy dunk. Yeah, it isn't an easy dunk. And like Michael, Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan used to just just jump from the free throw line and dunk it. I mean, players these days they're taking like a step inside of it. But I mean, he's windmilling from the free throw line like that. That that brings a different. Hello. Yeah. All right. So um, going back to um Derek um we were talking about Zach Levine's dunks right in his contest against Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, the windmill dunks. I mean, they are hard to do, but he made them look easy. So I guess that's why he got those scores against Aaron. But Aaron was pulling out dunks that, like, using the mascot, when he jumped over the mascot and, like, basically sat in midair. And then his last dunk that he got against Zach, he, I'm I feel like I'm he got trying to remember. that one. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what dunk they gave him that wasn't a 50 and caused the loss. That, that's the dunk that really matters the most. Yeah, but, um... Going to this um this year this year's dunk contest against Derrick Jones, I feel like Derrick Jones, he kept doing the between the legs dunks and like, I mean there were different variations of it, but at the same time people were criticizing Aaron Gordon for his dunks. But when you look at Derrick Jones Jr.'s dunks, they were they were basically um they were basically between the legs dunks just in different variations. But I mean he still he still pulled them off and he still they were still impressive, nonetheless. But one of Aaron Gordon's dunks that really caught me by surprise was um, the one off the side of the backboard he caught with one hand, 360. Yeah. I mean, That's that dunk is, That dunk, I, I don't think I've ever seen that dunk in a dunk contest before. And then on top of that, he had five straight 50s as well during the um, in the contest. And through the first two rounds, he had four four straight fifties. So he shouldn't have even. If the if the scoring was changed to a com, a cumul, cumulative score, I feel like he would have won because he had four straight fifties, and that's two hundred off rip. Yeah. And then um he dunked over Taco, who's the talk, tallest player in the league. I mean, sure he grazed him or whatever, but I mean, I he still he got over him. I don't think he truly grazed him. He, just, he barely um, got him. He had like his hands or something like that. Yeah. And his hand has the ball in it. Like, you're going to have to touch him a little bit. And I feel like the judging, the judging needs to change a little bit too. Like we can't have, we can't, we can't keep having these actors and, and, and musicians and celebrities continue to be the all-star game. I mean, not the all-star game, but the um all-star dunk contest. Um, judges. Yeah, they're trying to make it like fun for everybody, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, like people such as actors, 
they're not going to understand like the level of difficulty compared to like somebody who's played in the NBA, who's like somebody who's been in dunk contests before, like who's tried these dunks. Facts. Like the way it used to be was it was like MJ, Dr. J, um, Dominique Wilkins. We had um, Kobe, and then we had Vince sometimes. Yeah, and I feel like that we should go back to like having those type of guys be the types of be the judges that we have. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what year specifically they started changing it, but they should have never changed it. And then, last but not least, we got the Rising Stars game that happened. It was um Team World versus Team USA. And um, Team World was dominant for most of this game. And then as soon as they put their bench in, I feel like that's when they started, like, messing up. And then that's when Team USA started taking advantage of, of what they did. Um, RJ Barrett ended the night with 27 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. I mean, this game for me, it showed me that, like, the Knicks have a lot of tweaks and changes to make if they want to see the best out of R.J. Barrett. Because surrounding him with, like, floor spacers and shooters and stuff like that, I feel like that's what's going to open up his game because that's what was happening during this game when he was out on the court, so. Yeah. We also have to keep in mind that it is an um, an exhibition, yeah. So people aren't taking it that serious. Like everybody's looking just for like flashy plays and stuff like that. True. But um, definitely, everybody knows like RJ isn't like the best shooter. So the surrounding so shooters, you need him, you need him to be like a point forward type. Yeah, but it's the Knicks. And they're they not get anything right. So yeah, they're not really trying to like build around RJ right now. I think they're just trying to get a couple players that 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 are good, good enough. And then really try to make something of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, Miles Bridges actually surprised me and won this, won the MVP for this game for the Team USA. He had twenty points, five rebounds, five assists. He had some crazy dunks, including one he caught off the backboard with his offhand. And we also had some moments from Zion and John Morant during this game. The former AAU teammates from South Carolina. So yeah, that was, that was fun to see. Everybody was looking forward to that. Yeah, and now people are looking forward to when they're going to be free agents now to see when mm-hmm. if they'll if they'll join up or when they join up together on like Team USA in the near future or whatever. Because that's also a possibility. Yeah, that's gonna be something crazy to see. Giving me like Dwayne Wade, LeBron James vibes right there. That's the next generation. Facts, and then we had Trey and Luca, the two All Stars. They were in this game, but they didn't do, they didn't play that much because I know they were probably saving themselves for today's game, which they ended up not playing in that much. But um, they had some highlights within um within themselves. Luca had um, he had a um half court shot, and him and Trey seemed to enjoy that one. And um, what stuck out to me in that moment is that the media is always looking to like compare and like i guess always have trey and luca like kind of set against each other but like they just seem to be like really good friends and they don't even care about all the other stuff that's going on like they don't care if they were traded for each other because they both know that they're great players like they're both all-stars in their second year i think they all know, they both know like it doesn't matter at this point yeah now they understand that that's something the media portrays in almost everything like even music 
always like whose album is better compared to like just you know honoring the person facts like just respecting the game between both of them like they both got game like there's no need to always separate them like we even saw that with zion and ja like ja came out and said like y'all not about to like pit us against each other because that's that's my guy like we go way back like yeah trying to play the air but um, Luca did end the night with 16 points, two rebounds, five assists on Friday, and Trey Young had 18 points, four rebounds, and seven assists. And that was a recap of um, Rising Stars. Going back to today's game, um, what did I want to say? Because I saw a tweet that was. I saw a tweet. Oh, it was about Gobert. There we go. It was Gobert. Gobert was actually pretty good in this game, considering that someone he's just known for, like, defense and rim protection. Yeah, I mean, he had, like, a double-double, right? 21-11, I believe. Yeah, 21-11. He had some blocks. I mean, people were saying at one point that he his, his performance was better and more impressive than um, Anthony Davis's at the time, because Anthony Davis only had, like, 13-7 and seven at one point. Well, Rudy Gobert was doing that, and it was during that third quarter stretch that they were finding Rudy Gobert a lot, especially Trey Young. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, I feel like I don't want to call them garbage buckets that he was getting, but they weren't the most um, workful buckets. It was a lot of like bailout lobs or just lobs in general. And he yeah. wasn't really getting his his usual lobs or anything like that. But, I mean, players don't really play for numbers when it comes to like this all star stuff. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they were still gunning for that um that that MVP though, because Giannis was Giannis came out strong in that second quarter. See, like, Giannis, I mean, two things with Giannis. Giannis, he lost. He, it was his team last year. He lost to Brown, mm-hmm. and then I mean, I feel like he always plays like that. Yeah, he plays hard no matter what. Like I saw him in a in a blowout game diving on the floor for loose balls. Like he, that's just him. Yeah, you really you really can't change that about him. But that's good. That's in his DNA because we know it. Like if like if something happens, like if he's not playing hard in the game, it has to be because of like injury or something. Because like he always plays hard. Yep. But yeah, um, some quick headlines from this past week before we end off the episode. We had um, Katie's comments on all the smoke podcasts. He said, in OKC, I played with a lot of athletes. I didn't play with a lot of skilled guys, not like shooters, ball handlers. I was like, I need a change. And this was before the season even started. I was tired of having to be the only guy that can make threes, make jump shots, and consistently make them. How are you feeling about that quote? Um, I don't feel like Katie was lying. He wasn't. There, but I mean, go ahead. There is a, um, there is a difference between, you know, um, athletes and all-stars. I mean, athletes and um, what do you? What was the word he used? My Shooters and ball handlers. Yeah, there is a difference. Like LeBron James, that is an athlete. But somebody like I mean, somebody like Kyrie may be like a ball handler, kind of a shooter. Yeah. He was just looking for more of like a pure, pure ball player. Yeah, that's what he was talking about when he left um OKC to join Golden State, and I mean. He's not he's not wrong for that. He's not wrong. I mean, a lot of people are trying to pull up his numbers from the playoffs and saying, like, oh, Westbrook shot better than him and such and such shot better than him. But, I mean, when 
people look at those numbers at face value and they don't they don't look at like situation and circumstance and how Golden State was playing against them. Like people forget Golden State was like a top 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 three defense in the league at the time. So they could make KD struggle from three no matter how good KD is. And he, I guess he felt like that he needed to um, play with those guys in order to advance himself and tired of being the only guy that could make jump shots consistent, consistently, like he said. So. Yeah, I feel like OKC, they did try their best to, you know, build a team around KD. Yeah. Like, they had, they had like, that Anthony Murrow and stuff like that. I mean, I feel like mainly he was talking about the stars, and we, we know it was mainly for Westbrook. Oh, yeah, definitely. That comment was totally for Westbrook. And this week we also had um some Joel Embiid um drama earlier this week where he posted you're the dire hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Hashtag the process. And then Jimmy Butler follows it with in the comments with I know a place where villains are welcome. And then Joel Embiid said, Damn right, my brother. So I don't want people to read into that too much. Facts. Well, you know, now NBA executives are expecting Embiid to be available for trade during um, this summer's free agency period. So let the speculation to um, to Miami begin or to wherever begin at this point, because who knows these days. But then he came out after and said, made for this. If I can take it, then you can too. Feel a tough hashtag all love. So yeah, I feel like he was, he was just playing around a little bit. I feel like he's just getting back to himself now. Yeah, that's what Embiid is. That's why I said, don't really look into it too much because, I mean, that's, that's what you get from him. And and that's when he starts playing well. I feel like last year when he was, um when he was like talking all this junk to Andre Drummond and all those guys talking about, I got real estate in your head and stuff like that. And he was going out there and he was killing. Like he was getting like 30 and like 15 or whatever and stuff like that. And they were winning and no one was questioning his fit with Ben Simmons that much. But this season... He's just come out and laid an egg, basically. Yeah. And um, last but not least, talk about Jason Tatum, now one-time All-Star. Uh, his game versus the Clippers, he had, I believe, um, it was 39 points, and he stepped up big in over um, overtime and double overtime with a lot of clutch baskets, showing a lot of different moves in his repertoire. And he was just he was just showing why he was picked as an All-Star this year. Yeah, Did you get a chance to catch that? You caught that game, right? Yeah, I was watching that game. It was the last game before the All-Star break, right? Yeah, that was a great game. Yeah, Kawhi kind of let me down that game. He's playing real good through the first three quarters. Then fourth quarter, he had, like, maybe four points. Fourth quarter to, like, the double overtime, he had, like, four points. Yeah, on, like, two or seven shooting. He wasn't, he wasn't playing that well, but I feel like they were running the offense more through Lou Will and Montrez because – they had their little pick and roll thing going from last year. So I felt like that's why he was just letting that rock for now. But again, you still want your best player to be aggressive on offense and over time to take over. Yeah, definitely. And Paul George, this hamstring thing is becoming a real concern because he's, um this is like his third hamstring injury, I think, in like the last five weeks. So I think the Clippers and Doc Rivers said himself he's concerned because it's like the second time in three weeks. So yeah, I don't know Doc said that, but it's crazy. Like he went from the shoulder injury to now it's the hamstring. 
I mean, they're lucky their team is semi deep enough to like kind of buffer it, especially now with the addition of Marcus Morris. You can kind of you could kind of let Paul George um recover properly heading into the playoffs. But I mean, this is gonna be a real hit for their their on court chemistry because they don't get a chance to play Paul George with these lineups. And then coming towards playoff time, you wanna see how Paul George is gonna be with like Lou Will, Montrez, Morris now, Leonard and like Shamit and those guys in crunch time. So I guess that's that that's what the that's what the Clippers really have to figure out going towards these last 25 or so games into the end of the season heading into playoffs. So that's that's just about it. Thanks for joining me tonight, Dev. Um thanks to everyone listening. Make sure y'all subscribe, leave a rating. Check out the website. I got some new um articles coming out this week. And that's it.